All right, guys. Well, welcome to another episode of the Adventures Vault uh, Mountain Tale. Uh, kind of uh, some heavy, heavy themes from last episode. It's pretty legit. <laughs> <laughs> that's our that's our podcast tagline. <laughs> Family squabble. <laughs> I mean, I cried. Felt real. It hit really close to home for me. Happy to be here. Actually, did should have hit pretty close for Jake. <laughs> Actually, did you kill your brother for leadership of a tribe you didn't want? Not yet. Okay. Well, I mean, I would like to film that. Just we'll get that on Discord or Patreon or something. I don't know. Watch Ashley battle for the leadership of her tribe. <laughs> it won't be too hard. He's skinny and scraggly. I can't, can you could you sell it a little better though for the, the listeners? Hi guys, my name is <laughs> Ashley, and I am going to kill my brother today for the head of the family. I I want that position. Live. World star. <laughs> now you guys get to choose since you are a paying Patreon users. Now, am I going to use a machete, Jesus a battle axe, or a vintage 1918 sword? Your Honor, that, that was the, the moment I started to wonder. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was satirical. <laughs> camera pans and it's just a normal day in the city of Callstown. the sun is shining people are milling about doing their normal things the vibe is a little more hopeful things have started to to go a little better for the town and we pan through the streets to a blacksmith shop where on the inside a certain Bealsby has spectacles on and he's looking at something possibly a mold of some kind something to to forge and he, he's trying to find the, the smallest detail. But then he looks up, stares off into the distance. And putting his spectacles down, he walks outside. And sprouting wings, he flies to a, what will be a, a pretty familiar spot on the outskirts of town soon to our listeners. And as Billsby lands, he sees an older man in red and black robes. Hey there, Bobby. I despise when you call me that, Ivan. Well, I've never been too fond of getting called Ivan, so it's just a little game we play. I assume uh, you're familiar with the newcomers? Yes. I met them the other day, you see. <laughs> Riding a frog hemoth of all things. Madness. <laughs> the little one almost died. <laughs> it was fun. You know, they, uh, they want to leave. Well, of course, Bobby, they all want to leave. They always want to leave. <laughs> That's just not an option. and never will be. Yeah, well, they will try. You know this. They will not be content. Yeah, they'll learn. <laughs> they always learn. <laughs> it's good to see you, Bobby. Still having fun in your little shop? <laughs> Making horseshoes? <laughs> Other trinkets? 
if this is all you had to say today, I've got things to, to do. I just thought maybe you'd want to know that roughly tomorrow, about 8.03, a couple hundred orcs are going to attack your town. I suggest you tell the elf woman to get things ready. Her name is Gertie. I'm not calling her that. That's a stupid name, and it's made up. Regardless, do with that information what you will. Your little friends are going to be too late to stop it. I suggest you figure something out. What's your game, Ivan? You're never helpful. It's not totally true. But I do like a good show. <laughs> Take care, Bobby. Made that prick even more. <laughs> so they, they did know... Maybe. Maybe Billsby didn't say shit. I don't know. He, he had a little bit of warning. <sighs> you think? I mean, you know, as, as listeners or whatever, you know. So that, At still... 8.03, he said... <laughs> that seems pretty deliberate to just throw a time on it. Time means nothing on the mountain. Also, t- I wanted t- to say that so bad t- that I couldn't. T- I was you got, you got in your one. It's my turn. Hey, wait, did you mean uh, Central or East? God damn it. <laughs> No, also, mountain it's time. almost like a mountain whole time. different <laughs> mountain time. God damn it! God! Here, take it. Take it, Stone. Yeah. That's canon. We're always on mountain time. <laughs> He's got three. Why don't I have a Why, why, I have why, a why does he have three? No, he no, has one two. Of That's yours. one of those. Okay. Okay. <laughs> well, I thought I couldn't remember if he'd used his extra one. Uh, Sir Du has two, Minui's got two, and the rest have one. That was like a whole different person there. That was like... Probably the real him, it's not like, the retail him. <laughs> probably a little closer, you know. And you, if you worked with a guy for four thousand, or at least know a guy for longer than four thousand years, yeah, you know that that facade doesn't work. You know, gotta say you call him Bubby. It's weird for <laughs> me because that's what my daughter's been calling my unborn child. <laughs> well, you should name him Beelsby. I got a question. Yes, you don't have to answer. As Billsby ever tried to kill him? Just rip him in half, eat his head or whatever? Interesting. Wish he could. Here's the thing. There's no way in fucking 4,000 years that motherfucker's going to try to ice him at least a couple <laughs> times. That is definitely going to be a story that would have to come out. Like, uh, as you get to know Billsby. Frustration, servitude, boredom. At some point in time, he eventually tried to rip that motherfucker apart a couple times. Well, I mean, I guess he's the equi- equivalent of some sort of incredibly or almost all power, powerful god but like he's gotta slip up somewhere gotta sleep right at the end of the day he's still a caster I mean he's 20th level but like <laughs> you know gotta sleep right crit from some demon dude I mean you gotta think you got a chance so time stops we really are... just need a way to bypass a bunch of magical traps and then we'll be alright time stops a hell of a spell though I think I think of it as I think of it as like a like the Strahd campaign. If we can get one round of all of our fighters within melee distance of Strahd, <laughs> it's over. It's end game. Something to wonder. Well, we're, we're scheming. Just scheming. Just, just thoughts. Just, just thoughts. thoughts. Just, you know. just always wondering how to murder God. Night has descended upon the city of Callstown. On the exterior of the gates, many people have gathered as several bonfires are burning. As we get closer, we see that these are not traditional bonfires. Their funeral pyres. The people of Callstown have gathered, along with the remnants of what orcs are left, as bodies burn into the night. And we see staring into the fires a small halfling woman with blonde hair and blue eyes. 
Those eyes are red from crying. There's nothing left in them now. Her soul's too hurt to show any more emotion as she stares into the funeral pyres. Somewhere in there is David. Her husband has died today, killed by an orc, and there was enough bodies. She's not even sure which pyre he's in. In the background, we hear the drums of orcs doing their own funeral chants. And she looks around. A pyre by itself, smaller, but off to the side, is the orc that they now know is named Sakorum, the leader of the orcs, the one who started all this. He got his own pyre. Why did he get his own pyre? That's not fair. All these people are dead because of him. She sees Sagoram standing in front of it. She knows now they were brothers. He's hurting too, but it's not fair. David didn't get his own pyre. Why should he? As she looks around, she sees Minui, catfolk sorceress, taking all this in, talking to some people. On the surface, she seems nice. Irina doesn't know much about her. She hasn't really talked to her. She appears to be at least trying to console some people. Over to the side, this champion known as Sir Du, just taking it all in. There's just something about him. Those eyes, just... Irina doesn't think that he's complete. She's not one to talk. She's too lost right now. She looks over and sees Will, the gnome. He's got kind eyes. But they're the kind of eyes that have seen a lot. She knows that. She doesn't know him very well. Irina hasn't talked to him. She doesn't know where to go. It's such a sad day. It's such a sad day. And the drums beat on into the night. Can I ask a question? Yeah. Is Irina important to the story for this episode? Um, <laughs> Seems so. I'm introducing a new character. Okay. Why? You're a murderer? No, I just feel really sad uh, for her. Good. Yeah, that's, that's the idea, you know. Fuck you. <laughs> well, and like, we, we kind of know your guys' perspective on this. The uh, This NPC represents like the town's perspective on it. Um, Sounds like the making of the next villain to me. Fuck <laughs> 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 you. Uh, I, I have a, a use for this NPC. Oh, sure you fuck do. you. <laughs> See, here's my perspective, I guess, on it is like, I get where the newcomers and we're making big waves and obviously some tragic shit has happened that might in some way be the cause of one of the party, but we have no choice of what's happening here more than anybody else. Like, Sigourm didn't have a choice to come here. He didn't have a choice for his people, but like, once once something happened, he took fucking care of it. Yeah, I, I, and objectively, that's true. But like, uh, the only thing I would say is that from a grieving like person's standpoint, like, yeah, you guys have I definitely helped the town out. But you see somebody else who, like, came in, swarmed the town, and not only are the townspeople who were slaughtered for pretty much no reason outside of a issue between Sigorum and his brother, I mean, they're innocent bystanders, and they are just kind of lumped in with the rest of, you know, the orcs who did come into the town to, you know, I mean, I granted they were instructed, and they do as they're told um, based on who is ruling them, uh, quote-unquote. I don't think that that's the... Uh, leading leading them is the correct term. Um, and then, you know, you look over and you see the person who led the charge, and even though you understand that that is, you know, a brother, a fallen leader, you know, he was important to, to the orc clan, and yes, in a way, he should be honored, but, I mean, you also see your friends, your family, your your partners, who have been murdered brutally um 
and for nothing that you you've had any business in. I mean, I I can see why it is that that could be a villain origin story. Well, and and, and you know you're. You guys are jumping the gun on this way hard, you know, because I'm just introducing the NPC. It's right, not right, right, right. Like, we're just but, no, but I think like, we're just trying to give our interpretations yeah. of like if she is the town's reaction, what's our reactions and and our interpretation of the situation, and, whether or not from player or just and and you wonder like objectively, an outsider would look at the four of you and be like, would I blame all four of you, or would I be picking someone who I think is more applicable to put the blame on? Well, exactly, and it, I mean it's like. It's like I if, blame them. If we if we go down that road, yeah. I blame them for not thinking this could happen. Yeah. For thinking that everything that walked their way in this place is gonna do so with a sense of curiosity or just be lost in need of help. Why wouldn't there Some... be a group or a person that would come along and try to conquer like they did before? You know. Well, and you. Well, and honestly, it's kind of surprising. To, sorry. No, go ahead. Um, it's kind of surprising that it hasn't happened already. I mean, we yeah. could have come in, played nice, and then taken over very easily, because all it took was earning their trust. But we didn't do that. We came in with good intentions because we were like, we want to get the fuck out. This seems like the best way to do it. Four, four of you would have got slaughtered. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Are you kidding me? the dude in half. It would have been up. so easy. Yeah, that, that Father Zachariah really creeps me out now. Um, uh, but no, on the other token, <laughs> like, think about like, the frog he- Hemoth. Like, that easily could have just yeah. strolled into fucking town and started wasting people. Like, the fact that they were comfortable for a while, and it sounds like to the point of, like, a degrading civilization like the food stopping because shit's happened and no one's taking care of the monsters and like we haven't had night in a while or we can't come out at night all these different things like it's not like things were you know golden age here and then we showed up and they started to shit on everything mm-hmm. like yeah change Pro- is inevitable problems even in had. a place where time doesn't move and you guys still don't know the sequence of events from that mm-hmm. day well and problems problems happened and the the thing is they didn't none of them wanted to take the initiative because they knew that if they left their little area that it could lead to those things. They were so comfortable in that nothing could happen. Is it comfort or is it we literally can't do anything about this? Like we don't have people that can go outside the walls. Listen and affect change. I think Father Zachariah and um and Gertie kind of proved that wrong like they there's something that they could have done father zachariah could have gone out and done a quick spell and fixed it like you, that you wonder why like, it is that they didn't yeah it's almost as if maybe they like at least those four the main towns leaders kind of knew something like this might happen someday um it makes you wonder what what they might have had an idea for and these things possibly are are things you could find out Similar how many people just like, especially considering you don't die here, assuming it's, you know, you die in battle or something. Maybe like did the exact path that we're on right now. And at one point in time was just like, I give up. Like, it's not getting me anywhere. I'm never getting out of here. Who's to say they haven't met uh, Ivastan? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Like, and who's to say they didn't spend century, centuries trying to do exactly what we're doing. And eventually one day we're like, it just doesn't matter anymore. Like, has apathy just set in for so many people? You think that there there are powerful people here that turned away, and that's a story in itself, you know? For what it's worth, I I most definitely have a reason for why we would have uh, gave my brother his own 
his own pyre separate from everyone else. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. Because he would have degraded it. In a sense, yes. Exactly that. But like, you know, character actions and observable actions can have two different interpretations. Right. It wouldn't be the kind of thing Sigorum at this point would have made uh, like a public announcement about. Yeah. Um, he wouldn't have made anything. He just would have done it. Right. So Sigorum's yeah. not really the talking type. He's not the one who's like, this is what I'm going to do. This is how I'm going to do it. I do not want to desecrate the rest of the dead with my brother who came in and led this charge. And, and that makes perfect sense. But if you're an outsider, you might look and see that. And, and you'd think that he's being honored. Yeah. Um, but also, like, there's enough bodies. This is the only acceptable answer. There's enough dead that, like, collectively, the groups agreed. We just were going to have a pyre. There's too many to bury. Well, yeah, I'm assuming there's some type of graveyard here, but I couldn't imagine if there's, you know, 120 dead people. Yeah, like higher. You think at least about 200 orcs died. I think a good chunk of, of the townsfolk died. Anyone anyone that you think would have put up a fight, most of them didn't make it. It's bad for the future. <laughs> but there's opportunity here, though. There is. Unlike what they've ever had. But how many orcs are left compared to how many townsfolk died? The old smart ones. <laughs> well, you know, and and essentially there's probably we'll say there's about four factions now. Okay. You guys. The the townsfolk. And like the older orcs and the newer orcs. Yeah, I was figuring that. And can they come together? And that's gonna kinda be on you guys. But let's look at you guys. So then no. Well, I'm going to work on Cocaine's it. Cocaine's a hell of a drug. We might <laughs> lose a few of the young ones, but we're going to be all right. You know, it, 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 and can the old ones adapt to a new life here on the mountain where everything changes? Oh, they're used to things just being... You know, uh, you guys had to adapt. Everyone who comes here has to adapt or die. So, time's funny here on the mountain. That's got nothing <laughs> to do with it, Nick. Nothing to do with it. It has a little to do with it. It, it, just, it just sounds like we're about to start subcontracting the light work. It, it's it's kind of up to I'm, you. I'm a little less worried about the the loyal orc veterans though, because they will not be without the purpose that they have known. It's just going to be used in a different way, and maybe maybe my plan backfires on that, and maybe this place never falls to an outside takeover again. Well, and you wonder what does an old orc look forward to? Another day honestly and a glorious death like being worth what you're you are worth for as long as you can be mm -hmm. until it's just not needed none of them retire in florida playing golf no so. no this <laughs> if anything this is the closest thing to retirement everything changes drastically and yeah. you're told you can't live like that anymore or else we all die <laughs> the, these are things going forward you'll have to do but for your characters it's been a long day. It's been an exhausting I'm day. I'm surprised I'm up. <laughs> well, I, I would dare say that the four of you go home at some point. Do I have a tree house? You have a house <laughs> with a tree? <laughs> That'll work. <laughs> so technically, yes. That'll uh, work. So however you want to define that. But yeah, a, a fully grown apple tree has burst through the ceiling out of your house. I'll make do. This is awesome. So yeah, you can... You know, that, that's one of those things is like, even if this was a problem, I ain't resolving this tonight. <laughs> right. Uh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Probably make an apple pie while I figure it out tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. This is a tomorrow thing. Um, 
Is there anything Sigorum does as he, you know, is getting ready for bed? I think I think he would have a, a moment of reflection and connection with Mankai while he's at the fire of his brother mm-hmm. and um, a little bit of communication there and thoughts about his childhood, his mother, his father, thoughts about the day of, of that trial mm-hmm. where Sikorum came to believe that I stole something from him that drove him mad. Should I introduce a little, like, spirit vision here? Uh, let's save it for now. Let's save it, all right. Yeah, because I want to get some. I want to give everybody a chance to do something. But that's definitely going to come up. No worries. Okay. There's ghosts all over this fucking mountain. <laughs> He's a haunted. Some closer than you think. Sigourm. Are you looking at me? <laughs> Weird. Oh, I know. Sigorum just uh, st- stares into the f- fire and um, relives the fight in slow motion and for once it's not what mistakes did i make how how could i have won more efficiently or how could i have killed them better or more gruesomely how could i have sent a better message this time it was just like trying to never forget again who and what his brother had become like the last moments of facial expression and recognition he spent a lot of his time on this mountain feeling lost, and now he's like also feeling he's in a place he doesn't want to be in. It's becoming too real again. And he obviously feels that he failed the first time around. So how's this going to go any different for him? And how does he avoid becoming that? How does he find a, a, a way to triumph? And how does he avoid being lost or mad? And uh, he's just trying to get all right with himself. What about Sir Doom? going through your head as you prepare to bed down for the night. So Sir Dew's going to be standing, just thinking, laying there, but he's sitting there spinning on his finger, a ring, and he can hear a familiar giggle or laugh, and he's just trying to figure out the face in his mind of where that giggle's coming from, because he knows in his mind and in his heart, it gives him the, the butterfly feelings. And as he's sitting there, he just passes out. Memories, a memory so clear that you can hold on to until blackness happens. Now, Minui, what's going through your head? I'm on the other side of things this time. Usually, she's just laying on her couch, staring up at her ceiling, thinking about how she's caused that grief, that same feeling to so many people for power, for money, for status. And now she's on the other side of that coin. And it's hard. It's a hard pill for her to swallow. Because, you know, she she loved that power. She loved that status. She loved the feeling of being feared. And part of her still does. And I think that that's what scares her the most. Is she still very much so enjoys that. But these people have become her friends. And to her, her friends are like the family. They're people she wants to protect. She thinks of her mother, who felt this same pain, terrified for several years. No way of knowing how long had really passed. Not knowing if I had been killed the way that my father was, or if I had been made a slave, or what had happened to me. She just knew I was orphaned. And... I think of how she probably felt in that time 
and recalling that feeling, it just, that melancholy seems to be what she would assume very similar to how Minui is feeling. She thinks about how she, she's done all of these things and she's here to help these people and also to selfishly help herself and how she wishes she could have done more. But the best thing that she's thinking she can do at this point to redeem herself is to work as hard as she can with this crew, with this group, the little ragtag um, team to try and get out, figure out what's going on. Use that brain of hers that she's been trained to use. She's very smart. She wants to fix her wrongs as best she can. That's what she's feeling at this point. And I'm going to say absentmindedly. Because your mom was trying to show you how to do what she does mm-hmm. with the light. And your mom always snaps her fingers to cause that spark. Try as you might. I mean, we just can't quite get it down. She keeps snapping her fingers over and over and over. To the point where they're like sore. And you're like, I'm like, you kind of lick your thumb to give a little bit of relief. But that's when the spark comes. And Minui has figured out a little bit of how to channel some of that electrical power her mother has. Your true bloodline is starting to come to the fore. And as you wonder about the questions of power, you discovered you just found some more. Well, as you're heading to your house, what's going through your mind? I'd say, well, most people are somber and reflecting on all the death will seems surprisingly upbeat the events of the day have don't look at me like i'm a terrible human being <laughs> i know i started laughing because i was like it's all the meth <laughs> <laughs> it's not so much that but will is older than his looks and has experienced a lot in his life and days like today he's experienced countless times but today, both in the battle with the Knolls and then seeing what happened with Sigorum, he feels like he's getting back something that he hasn't experienced in a very long time. When he was fighting the Knolls, he's like, I'm things I haven't been able to do, been able to move, and a long time just seemed to be clicking. And as much as he hates this place and is trying to get out of it, at the same time, it's been like a weird sense of like rehabilitation for him. That, you know, he, he thought he was just waiting for the bleaching to take him out. He thought he was just waiting for, you know, to basically finally go translucent and just fade away. And, you know, his his hair color is, you know, mildly starting to come back as he's having all these new experiences. Some things that, you know, maybe his body's never going to be quite the same way it was before, you know, some of his issues that, you know, caused him to be where he's at. But he's feeling far more spry than he has in a very long time. And as well, like... It's kind of walking by the various doors and windows of this town. Like, he sees his hands. They're younger than they've looked in a long time. And as Will looks into, like, a, a glass pane where he can see his reflection, for the first time in a long time, there's no sign of the bleaching at all. Will just looks like a, a, a normal gnome in his late 20s, early 30s. And as he reaches for the handle of his front door, a familiar voice says, Hey, these next few moments are going to matter play him right we've made our agreements just go on inside you'll see what i mean and he opens the door and as will walks through his front door he's kind of looking around because that was a little ominous but there in the back near the chemistry kits is an orcish woman in red leathers snooping and you remember you saw her in the square earlier and she turns and looks ah little man carries the voice interesting 
<laughs> You're going to have to elaborate and quickly. And like she moves slinkily, sinuously like water and kind of like moves over to you. And it's almost like looking you over with eyes that aren't looking at you. Almost like, like she takes a sniff. She's like, yeah, the voice. It's in you. I am the Scarlet. And now you like can see her face. She has a like cross pattern X of scars on her face. Perhaps ritualistically, perhaps someone did this to her. But she's also wearing like these dark red leathers. And you think there's some sort of play on words here. You're not sure. But she she says her name is the Scarlet. Nice. Well, I find all this incredibly interesting. You're going to have to be a little more detailed. It's been a very long day. Yes, yes. <laughs> well, Sakoram is gone. I need new purpose. See, you and I, you and I, you and I, you and I are similar. We both brew. We both make. We both experience. So that's where it starts to click for Will, and he goes, Now that is something I can work with. Let me show you some things. Yes. And as Will takes her over, to the chemistry kit, they begin to talk. And just, you can feel in your mind, Salabank smiles. And the drums go on into the night. And as you bed down for the night, you all level up. Ow, ow. I've been waiting for level six. We need a noise. We need a level up noise. Like, you know, like you hear it in the game when it happens. You, You mean like, no, <laughs> I thought that was just a thing you do randomly sometimes <laughs> to try just, to annoy me. I mean, fifty-fifty. <laughs> it's it's meant to be annoying, but it's also meant to express excitement for the sake of a, uh, audio I'll, storytelling. I'll let you look into that, Jake. Oh, yep, I'm looking into it. <laughs> <laughs> it's my mission. Now, since uh, I didn't just spring that on you, <laughs> why don't we talk about what everybody's getting? Oh, yeah. Gladly. Are we going to start traditionally, or are we going to go reverse type? Do we want to go reverse? Traditional. All right. Adam, I mean, you start. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm the most prepared. So I'm finally going to out Paladin the Paladin, and at level six, I get Channel Smite. Which basically just means as part of a melee hit, I can expend any level that I have prepared of harm and tack it onto that. That's awesome. So if I want to, I'm doing 2d10 plus 4 right now, and if I want to be like, oh yeah, that's going to be 48 on top of that, get wrecked, son. Flex. Do you have level 4 spells? Yeah, it's 3d8. Fuck you. Okay. <laughs> that's, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then I also got the skill feat medical researcher, so I can use my medicine skill, which is my best skill, to craft everything from like potions, elixirs, everything. So I can, if we get downtime, I can like stack up elixirs alive, um, things to help us with disease, making drugs for story reasons. <laughs> I just assume that's happening anyway. Like <laughs> <laughs> in your downtime, yeah. but, but maybe like production can increase. I'm not sure. Let's see. Uh, what's your hit points now? My hit points are 74. Nice. I've got, like, which feels like... That's a lot, I think. 
Like, it's pretty good. Like, it's it helps. Pretty, I mean, I've got a decent con and everything. It's pretty good. So, <laughs> now, it's not like, I'm sure there's people that are definitely over 100 now, now, Nick's got his dick measuring face on, so let's <laughs> let's move on. To I'm pretty <laughs> stoked about this. <laughs> like, like, whenever I leveled up, I was like, goo! And I get an extra third level spell. <laughs> you want to, you going to reveal that or just wait for combat? Uh... I, basically, now that I have the smite thing, I'll mm. definitely be expending more spell slots to harm, which I've never really like seen the point of, considering yeah. what I can do with my mace, because I'm pretty melee-based. But now that I can tack that on, you're going to see a lot more of if I hit it being like, might as well try to smite him. Yeah. Oh. Uh, so, one of my new uh, feats and abilities is Attack of Opportunity. Oh, nice. Yes. So, I'm pretty stoked about this. Uh, I also took a skill feat of combat climber since I seem to like. <laughs> if ever there was a better character to take that, I don't think it exists. <laughs> so now I actually, yeah, correct me if I'm wrong. I get to have my weapon out as I yes. climb. Yes. Yeah. And I don't have to put anything up. So and I think there was a combat we kind of like didn't quite do that right. But the now, scythe tree, we fucked that up a little bit. Now we <laughs> can just do that and yeah. not worry about it. You know. Yeah, so I'm pretty stoked about taking that on since, for some reason, I decided to join the circus. <laughs> Attack of Opportunity is pretty great. Yes, I'm, you, st I'm stoked about using that as you well. You have a lot of reactions, actually. I do, yeah. Uh, you should do them sometime. Yeah. <laughs> Especially when people are dying, dick. Uh, and my HP, I'm pretty stoked about this because I was pretty shocked, uh, is now 92. Yeah, Sounds yeah. Like uh, not even 100. Shut up. <laughs> you should 70? <laughs> 72? 74. Oh. <laughs> You're not even 20 above me. <laughs> That's a first level heal spell to fix that problem. <laughs> and maybe you actually spend some of it, and, you know, not in a tree. Ooh. You know what? It's been working out, except for the last battle. That one <laughs> you mean the one where you floundered around while your cleric fucking PvP'd a couple of gnolls? Yeah. It worked out. <laughs> that one. <laughs> It was a great fight for you. God, I love that. It was so much fun for me. Like I realized I don't I don't even care about anything else about that. I finally got to do some like full on melee combat where Sigorm just didn't fucking own it. And it really did it for me. Listen, actually. I, I had a, a bad guy holding a bow, so it was never you were never in danger. He drew a sword. Yeah, he prioritized the caster but, as you should. But he started with a bow, so I was just like, Yeah, this character's gonna do nothing mm -hmm. to harm any of you. Your ability to not bring forth challenging encounters is your own problem. That's fine. We'll fix that. I'll regret that statement. <laughs> yeah, you are. Immediately. You are. <laughs> Soon. <laughs> Smite! Hey, Jake. What's, what'd you get? Nervous now. <laughs> <laughs> um, level six, I've taken uh, Spirit Sense. I get a vague connection to the ethereal plane that enables me to notice spirits. Uh, it can be uh, even like spirits inside of objects or just walking around you know whatever they happen to be doing it could mm -hmm. be an army of ghosts you know it just seemed like the right narrative um evolution for Sigour. and i think it's gonna be a lot of fun because it means there could be some potential interaction there given the oracle curse that i have already and i took a cognitive crossover for my skill feat which um if i uh fail a recall knowledge check I can essentially try again using a different skill. So I've chosen two skills that are now linked together. Okay. And if I fail one, I can roll the other skill 
for a another opportunity at the knowledge through a different narrative. Okay. And I will try to portray this as my connection with mankind. Okay. So, like, we can help kind of bridge the gap when I fumble a check on knowledge. It's a really neat way to link that in. Yeah, that's cool. Um, I'm definitely going to forget, so remind me. Okay. Um, <laughs> well, it's basically, he just basically gets a fucking do-over on a recall knowledge check, which is I, actually pretty tight. That's, no, it's great. I'm just, I'm going to forget, so definitely remind Fair. me. Um, for one of the skills, I was thinking I wanted to use my Boneyard lore, and for the other one, I was thinking maybe I should let you choose to represent what Mankai might bring to the table on the knowledge front. Let me ponder that then. Um, I'm not going to punish you by like not letting you have it for a while, but I, I wasn't prepared for like that character choice. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's a really let, cool way of doing let, a skill. So let, let me ponder that to make sure I, I do it right by the character. Okay. You know, um, if I need to just finagle something in the meantime, I will. But um, So you you picked Lore Warfare? Boneyard. Boneyard. Okay. Okay. You're, and you have Lore Warfare too, don't you? I do. Okay. I'll have to pick something different. I will ponder that. Okay. You ready? Yeah. Let's get this train wreck started. What menu we get? So, um, as we can hear in the first uh, episode, whenever we're talking about our little backstories and not backstories, but the after the funeral and everything, Mm -hmm. um, (laughs) um, talking about after the funeral and everything, um, we mentioned that Minui is able to somewhat tap into. Um, her bloodline, her true bloodline mm-hmm. with lightning. Um, so I was able to get a lightning spell um, through this. I'm really excited. It's actually lightning bolt. Yeah. So it's going to be really fun. I'm really excited about that. And um, I gained a skill feat or a class feat. And you, you got both actually. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a, and the class feat that I think I'm most excited about is called spell relay. And, um, here's where it gets really interesting because and this is pretty much only going to work with Will but um, basically and I'll, and I'll just read from uh, the Pathfinder 2E site for the spell card specifically um, the trigger is an ally casts a spell and you are within that spell's range and I can open up the power in my blood to my ally's spell casting using my magic to boost their range so I can actually be used as a point of origin for their spell Calculating range and cover from my space instead of their own. So it's kind of like a, I don't know, like a magic pinball kind of thing. Yes, yeah. Like so you can cast the spell, um, and then they, I can as, as if your point was if, my point of origin. Yes. yes, and it can, and so like it can be closer um, as long as I'm within the spell's range. Here's, here's the thing, like because I'm especially because I'm I've got the smite thing and I'm I'm you know gonna prepare more harms. Like if you were in a crappy situation. I could do like a touch-based harm originating from you if you were in like a bad situation, which is cool, or obviously heal. Yeah. Yeah, I so she showed that. And I was like, that's pretty cool, actually. Because one, it cost her nothing. Yeah. There Any passive no skills are always amazing. Um, and like theoretically, I, I didn't recall Jake having a lot of range shit. Like a lot of your stuff's like self-buff, right? Right. So as far as the range goes, I'm either defaulting to a dex weapon which mm-hmm. is not my jam or a cantrip i've never used and probably will never now uh, technically the wording says spell mm-hmm. so i guess we could talk about that um but for sure like the first thing that came to mind was heal and then i know will has a couple of like range blasty things mm-hmm. so 
tactically that opens up the field a little bit. So, you know, you guys should work together a little harder on that. It gives me some more room that way. Um, if I am in that close hand-to-hand combat, it's not that Minui can't do it. It's that, um, you know, it's it takes Shouldn't. a little bit more out of me because my yeah. HP is, you know, considerably lower than like Sigorums or We yours talked about even. our HP. What's your HP now as uh, the caster of the party? Oh, gosh. Yeah, hold on. We got a 92 and a 74. Sigorum, what was yours? I'm at 88, I believe. That's pretty good. Pretty I have good. the lowest of the group. My AC um, was bumped up to 22, uh, 23 with the shield, and I have a 56 HP. You should check shield. At some point, that does go up. At some point, shield heightens, and I don't, I don't remember. When. I'm still jealous that I'm wearing plus one scale mail, and she has the same AC. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, she's got that same plus one on her, you know, explorer's clothes, and yeah. she's got a dex. And you see that with Pathfinder, like they've they've balanced it out, yeah, a lot more. But I also think the ten over your AC, like if you were a caster in like normal games and you just kept that fifteen, every hit on you at level eight or six or whatever. Would just be like, crit, 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 crit. Yeah, like, I, I don't know. I, I, Do we need to look into like the spell, not spell book, the uh, or rule book? Uh, we'll we'll figure it out. Um, okay. But I I, I want to say as a, as a GM for a moment, as far as your character, mm-hmm. I, I made a choice to let, uh, you know, because you're an occult caster. Yes, now, I am. Rules of the game, you're always going to pick spells off of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, as a GM, made a care uh, you know, a decision to let you take uh, a slight dip into an arcane based off the story. Based off of the fact that, you know, I I was orphaned and I was trained by a group who would most mostly use occult um, magic, it would make the most sense that I, I would be trained in that and that's what I would work with. But also having the bloodline of lightning casting, it also makes the most, it also makes reasonable sense yeah. that I would have that access should I try and attempt to to do it it's you know that would come more naturally to me and, and for me like you know one i'm a gm i get to make that call it's my my game and you know i, I think minor tweaks like that are the kinds of things you should do for a player but you know different table you get different rulings um but for me i, I thought that little that little dip of arcane just spices things up a little bit you know and we're not going to get into it too Especially but. because, I mean, I feel like the occult school is great and it's, it, there's a lot of interesting stuff, but like, especially if you're in a heavy combat campaign, there's some shit in there that can make that school more, far more difficult than any of the others yeah. to deal with. Well, and then, you know, I have, I have that and then I can trick the magic item, you know, with my, my staff of fire. So the question is, now that she has access to the arcane school, does she still have to trick the magic item? Yes. Oh, um, yeah. Because it, it's, the try. Well, the try. it's based off, is that spell on your spell list? Mm-hmm. Fair. And That's fair. And fire shit is not. It I, is I, not. I tried to shoot my shot. Yeah, you, <laughs> I, I respect that. You can't give me too much, man. Give me too much, it's taken advantage. But yeah. So in the next couple days, we see that the town has to come to a new reality. I mean, these orcs are here. The townsfolk are here. And you know that by itself, this is not going to go well. And, like, there's already instances where, like, townsfolk get into it with orcs who are just trying to figure out the new realities of this mountain. What are the, what are you guys going to do to step in with this problem? Will is going to walk around town and give everybody the, uh, depressants. 
<laughs> you open up your jacket. Like, Jelly beans, uh, baby. <laughs> have this tea, baby girl. I got you. It's just, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm joking, but I'm dead serious. Both in, in the deal I made with my God and the situation. He's just trying to give everybody some shit to just calm them down a little bit. Okay. All right. Opportunity <laughs> taken. Just spiking it everywhere. Yeah. It's just, it's a terrible thing, but it's happening. And for some reason, you can make the quantity. <laughs> <laughs> I got help. Narcos, beginning of a new plan. <laughs> Sir, do what? What? What's uh? What? What's your next couple days look like? I'm just giving assistance when needed, yeah. not smuggling or peddling drugs. <laughs> <laughs> Will over hey, there? But... Hey, don't judge those who need a little prescription medication now and then. But I'm just walking around and uh, sort of just being an ear if anybody needs to talk. Mm-hmm. Uh, really, just giving assistance on how we could still mingle with. Orc folk, since uh, we have one with us. And I dare say, occasionally you get an orc like looking at you, like measuring. Oh, of course, like <laughs> for sure, like it's like that's a that's a guy in plate. And, you know, we've heard rumors that he's Sir Do the Champion, and there's occasionally an orc that's like, man, I want to try that out. Take that for a spin. <laughs> <laughs> See if I can pop that booty hole. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now I like you. And I want to. <laughs> we can do this the easy way or the hard way. The choice is yours. Oh, I would so, like to think there's a little more to my people than this, but it's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> there, there's more, but at the same time, there's definitely like those orcs who are like, that. That's you a, want to fight or that, fuck? That's a. There, <laughs> that's a. There's true. more. There Great is movie. more, and sometimes there's less. <laughs> it's. It is a way of life that has been built upon the value of one's physical strength and accomplishments through combat. It makes sense that when they see someone that they think would be able to prop up their reputation, their advancement within said society, that they'd be like, can I take him? And would it help me? Also, there's a rumor going around that if there's no tree around, he's basically helpless. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god! (laughs) Goddamn hippies. Well, I guess it's a good thing I've been growing one, right? Yeah, they, uh, <laughs> like, Sir Dude just hangs around your house. Like, <laughs> hey, dude, do you live here now? Hey, Sigourney, of course you want I do. Up, you want me to cut the grass or whatever? <laughs> like, <is> there... <laughs> Thanks for letting me sit in your tree again. You should totally bake apple pies for us. Not to Please. get re- weird with it, but you, <laughs> you should do that. In real life or in the game? <laughs> I don't know how to make apple pie in real life. I'm very disappointed I guess, in I you. I guess we're narrowed down to the game then. <laughs> yeah, I play fantasy so I can do stuff I don't know how to do in real right. life. <laughs> uh, week, kind of what's, uh, what, what what do you do for a couple days? Like, what's in this new reality? Um, you know, she, Minui is kind of going through her own moment of like, shit, this is a deep realization I needed to have. Right. So she's like going through and then, you know, she'll be strolling through town. She'll hear the townsfolk arguing with an orc, getting angry because, you know, why, why would they not be angry? They, they blame them, you know, and she'll go and try to calm things down and separate it before it turns nasty. Talk to them, uh, try to talk to the townsfolk, have them understand that this is not their choice they follow their leader that is their way of life our way of life is different and we can train them to understand and follow but we cannot have them they can't adapt in a world 
that is harsh already if we are going to continue to be harsh to them. I understand the blame. I understand the anger. I do. I've been there. But blaming them for a decision culturally that they, they are required to follow or they die isn't, you know, that's not our way here. That's not what we're trying to create. We're trying to create a peaceful way of life. And if we play our cards right, if this were to happen again, we would have a full, strong, not only town, but even a small militia. And we wouldn't have to worry as much about the safety of our people. So Minui goes through and, and tells people that there's possibilities here. I use my charm. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. You know, because like, she, she is a very charming person. You know, she, she has that charisma to her. And I feel like a lot of people wouldn't argue with her Yeah. on this. I mean, they would still be a little disgruntled. Well, and people look to the four of you uh, in these times, you know, because you have stepped into those roles. And I think Minui would also like to remind them that notice the change once Sigorum took took over. Mm-hmm. Immediately they stopped. It's because they have to follow their leader. Sigorum is going to lead them in a way that is right, that is in a way that is righteous, that is courageous, that is helpful, and that does not desecrate our people, our town, or the dead. He is very protective of his values. No pressure, Jake. Yeah, it's a tall order. <laughs> Speaking of getting everything right and not fucking it up, what's Sigorum's <laughs> what's approach to these couple days? Uh, it's, it starts with de-escalating the situation as soon as I'm physically capable. Um, yeah, because you got like a big headache. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Probably, you know, a really bad concussion. Yeah, yeah. I can't believe the axe broke. Oh my God. Anyway... <laughs> Anyway, these will be shoddy ass work. <sighs> <laughs> Hope you get the receipt. Um, you no. know, there would have been that initial. <laughs> okay, hold on, hold on. I was just slandered, and I need to. Oh, I need to handle that handled shit. It. I need to handle that shit right now <laughs> because when you get I, slandered every day. Because when I fucking ask in character as a blacksmith, do you want to upgrade the handle? Maybe go with an iron. And I remember him throwing the handle in the fire and giving him something else. But he said, and I quote, I just need something strong that will work. And that he just didn't listen, deliver. Listen, I didn't roll the net one. That ain't on me. That's true. <laughs> it was a crit fumble card that broke it. Anyway, anyway, go. It, w- it was good. It was a good <laughs> thing to happen in the fight. It worked out. I'm not dead. I'm happy with it. Uh, yeah, because... I, I I don't want to undersell the danger you were in. It was real. Like, <laughs> I, I would have killed your fucking character right I, there. I got to see like, the character sheet after the fight. Two PCs duking it out. Yeah, like that is intensity. I I kind of pulled some bullshit with Will like that one episode, but yeah, that was that was everything was on the line there. Yeah, and I appreciate that kind of opportunity. To take a chance like that and just trust him, trusting each other with it. But at first, uh, there would be um, immediately the initial tightening of the leash mm-hmm. of back in command. You you listen to me now kind of a thing. We probably went straight to the manual labor of building uh, the pyres for the deceased. All of them. Mm-hmm. Everyone. I imagine 
for however long it takes, maybe it's days or weeks even, we camp out in the field. We we leave Callstown, we go out, we set up in the field, like we're on a march to a place, but we go nowhere. And we give it a little time. I get them back to the default operating position of our way of life before I try to change things a little bit. Instead of explaining the nature of the mountain to everyone all at once, I take more like a one at a time approach. And I start with uh, Crocrum because if, if I can get him to wrap his mind around it, I know I can trust him to help me um, influence the others. We have to evolve, essentially, and one at a time, we go out on a small expedition or like walks around the mountain, and then eventually we work our way into town, socialize a little bit, get through those rough healing patches, if you will. Um, also, I'll bring people from the town, people who can stay composed, though, to give them insight as to us what what how we've lived our whole lives before this what led us to the moment of such a loss and the opportunities that lay ahead it kind of a burden and a curse for Sigorum. he came here without memory so he was able to discover things with a blank slate the orcs don't get that opportunity so they're going to take more time to accept certain facts about the mountain and about the prosperity of life and the choices that we're going to have to make. There is something to conquer here, most definitely, but it's not the people. We are the people now. If, I guess ultimately, if we keep killing each other, then there's just nothing. I'd like to avoid that. And the orcs and the people of Callstown, and you guys moving forward, will have to come together somehow. But for now, we're going to see how that happens on the next episode of The Adventurer's Vault of Mountain's Tale. Shout out on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. If you don't like what you hear, visit the Adventurer's Vault Discord server and let the cast know directly just what you think of them. And while you're there, listen to the exclusive content to see if it's just as bad. The Adventurer's Vault is produced by Night Owl Workshop, LLC. Now go quick. 
Listen to more before I hunt you down.